What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, Casey the Don. And it's the Busy Breeze. And we are Styling the Story. And we're back. Episode three. Trade Peace. Episode three. Wow, things are really moving. Quickly, I might add. How are you feeling? Three is our favorite number, so. Three is our favorite number. Um, The third episode. I'm excited. How I'm feeling, loaded question. But three being our favorite (laughs) number and this being the third episode. We might in the event. We're going to see what happens. We're going to see. We'll see. All right. Well, fit check. Fit check, fit check, fit check. So today, um, you know, it ain't me if I ain't got a hat on. Uh, so well, I what have number one. is this? So this is like a golfer style hat. It's still, it's kind of like a 940, but it's like a little bit softer at the top. So it's not like as pointy. You see how it's like a little dented on the side? <laughs> Now I sound like a leprechaun. Because um, I'm sitting here trying to remember what yeah. the 940 is. So the 940 is, is the A-frame. This is like the golf style, which is just a little bit softer at the top. But it's, a, it's tan and maybe a old school Yankee hat. <laughs> uh, and then I have one, um, this like, would this be mauve? Would you consider yeah, this mauve? Yeah, I think that's mauve. Yeah. This mauve, like Adidas hoodie, these uh, tan Adidas pants, and my uh, pepper... Yeezy 380s that have all those colors in them. So, real chill. Adidas down. Um, These last two episodes, we've been super chill. Yeah, hella chill. Which, like, that's kind of my that's kind of my thing. But, like, y'all will see the fit eventually. What you and got on, girl? I have on a brown two-piece jogger set with some wide-leg joggers. Um, I love wide-leg anything and high-waisted anything. And I have on my Busy Bree necklace and my matching Busy Bree earrings because I'm a brand, period. Hurt. And then I have on this like olive green, orange, white. It might have some brown. I, I can't really remember. Um, but this scarf because I ain't feel like flat out in my leave out today. So I had to make sure that I, <laughs> I tried to hold that laugh back so bad. I had to make sure that I wasn't looking crazy up here. So I added the scarf for a little extra flair. It's cute though. Mm-hmm. You it know. is. Well, duh. Uh-oh. Well, duh. We have a guest in the room. Give it up one time for my baby brother, JXN. Woo! Ooh. He is our glorified cameraman for today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he just, uh, you know, he bringing the energy. So shout out to shout out to the broski. Um, I'm going to hit you with the hot takes and give you the question of the day. Oh, wow. Flipping the script. A little bit, a little bit. So today's question of the day is, Mm -hmm. (laughs) have you ever felt like you were treating yourself as if the best version of you was some you of the past? I know there's something you came up with. Hey, yo. (laughs) I, I just, did, but I damn. know it is. Um, that is so deep, and I'm actually excited to answer it and for us to have back and forth about it. I have absolutely, I think maybe this year, I have treated myself as if the best version of me was in the past because this year was just hard. Oof. Like, <laughs> the year was just hard. So there were times where it started feeling like, this might be the best it's going to get, but it also feels like it's the worst it's ever been. 
Mm. And, and so it's like, how do I balance that feeling, right? Like that feeling of it feels like this is quite possibly one of the worst years that I've had. But also, how can, like, should I anticipate it getting better? Because every every day you'd be like, oh, it's cool. All right, things have mellowed out a little bit. Then the next day, bam. Monkey wrench. Like, <laughs> something else has happened. And so I can honestly say I, I feel like this year I have for sure treated myself as if the best version of myself was in the past. But when I look back now, especially the latter half of the year, there is no way. Mm. Mm-hmm. There is no way that the best version of me is not talking in this microphone right now. I love to hear that. There's literally no I way. That. I love that. But you know what? We have to give ourselves grace with that. Because think about it. You are just an amalgamation of all the experiences that you have had Spill up it. to date. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can, but like not right now. Not on the spot. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> y'all we Sid told you it's honest up in here you know is I mean? a walking webster's a walking sat workbook <laughs> yeah i got this drink and i definitely almost spit it all over our equipment with her oh, calling God, me a sat so okay guy, i'm but, sorry I, my intrusive um, thoughts win a lot but that's what makes this great so amalgamation combination of things <laughs> <laughs> in layman's terms but not nah, for real like we, because we don't have a crystal ball and we don't know what the hell is coming, all we can do is assess, judge, appraise what we've already experienced. And so it's very easy to, you know, big up your highlight reel because it's a highlight reel. It's already happened. It's difficult to be like, you know what? That was cool, but I know I got something better because you don't know. Yeah, you literally have no you idea. You have no idea. I heard somebody say, I think it was when I was at the gym yesterday. Um, Typically, my trainer will do like an icebreaker question. And this one was around like the new year. Mm -hmm. And one woman in the room said something along the lines of, I hate when people say, you know, next year, we'll say 2024. 2024 is going to be my best year yet. Right. And it's like, how do you know know that? How do you know that? She said language, you know, words mean things. So we have to start saying things like, 2024 is going to be the best year that I've experienced so far, Mm -hmm. but I believe that it's going to get even better than that in 2025, 26, you know, like who are we to, to peak ourselves by the language that we use? Like very true. Very true. Saying that 2024 is going to be my best year yet. That makes me, cause I've said that to people when I'm wishing them happy birthday too. So I'm like, I need to shift that language too. I don't want that to but be you your know best what's year yet. Funny, like people try to treat or hope. ever best year ever. Yeah, not ever, not ever. I would say yet to yeah. date. Um, cause I, cause I think we put limits around how good our lives can be, which I think is wild. I, I also think people be treating hope like it's corny, and that that shit pissing me off a little bit. Mm. For real, mm-hmm. like when you. There's a there's a line between like toxic positivity where you aren't yes. even being realistic and not true to your feelings, but I also think that like people people downplay the power of positive word. They know they power when they're saying some wild shit to yeah. you. But why can't the positive and the affirming and the um just 
Sometimes even if it's just neutral language. We don't ever do that. People want to always equip you with the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. And they never go, well, this is all the good that could possibly happen yeah. if you do that. And so I think going back to this this question, <clears throat> even for me, I know I have existed in this space. And I have actually been called out on it by someone very close and important to me. And she was just like, I need you to stop thinking that track Sydney, college Sydney, high school Sydney was... The best of the best. And I was like, ooh, uh-oh. <laughs> what? And she was like, you talk about the things that you've done in the past as if the things that you've done in recent years, like, aren't major things and, like, don't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, you also bought a house and did this and did that. And it's like, why don't you? You also took a leap of faith and quit your job. So, like. That is something to be proud of. But, you know, even you having to say that for me, like, I'm still in in my, though I'm sound with the, de- the decision that I made, mm-hmm. I'm still trying to make my peace and feel confident about having enough self-awareness to make a decision like that. Yeah. Because, ooh, I got my ass whooped mm-hmm. emotionally for mm-hmm. making a decision that I felt was best for me by... People in my family and my life that just did not understand. And so trying to find pride in moments that on paper would not look like victories because we associate victories with instant gratification. So when I was running track, if you got a medal, that's mm-hmm. a victory. Mm-hmm. People ain't, And then if you PR, that's a victory. But Ain't nobody giving you nothing if you came back from injury like I had to and mm-hmm. still was able to go to college on a partial scholarship after blowing my knee out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was a victory. But everybody looked at it like, oh, how sad. So I looked at it like, oh, I didn't get a full ride. It's like, nigga, you got in. You know how hard it is to get in NC State? <laughs> and it had, it had just changed how hard it was back then. Where it's like, you know, everybody's like, oh, Carolina's a hard school to get into. Duke's a hard school to get into. I had a lot of classmates that just knew they were going to state. And it was like, "Mm mm-mm. Well, I was one of those that just knew I was going to Carolina. You didn't have to tell nobody that. No, but (laughs) I was just talking to somebody about this. My NC State letter came first. And I was like, oh, okay, so I got into state. I know for a fact I got into Carolina. Like, I'm good. And and Carolina was my first choice. That letter came in and said deferred. I said, oh, I'm stupid. Okay. And it don't even be on that type of time. It's like, not. And not I'm really all. glad that I didn't go to Carolina. Yeah, because we would have never met. We would have never met. I would have never met some of my best friends had I not gone to NC State. Facts. NC State gave me four of the, well, six because I went to grad school. But four of the best years of my life. Like, yeah. State thus was, far. Because like we just said. I have not seen the best. So, right. So far, NC State for sure gave me four of the best years of my life. You know what else, too, bro? Like, some of the best years. Why in the hell do people put so much pressure on the best of your life happening in your 20s? Oh my God. Okay. Cause that goes back to, I think we talked about it in episode one. Like, we are infant adults. Yes. Because we're like starting over. We went from being teenagers to being thrown into the wild of quote unquote adulthood and where essentially our 20s was us starting over mm-hmm. so like i think what would 30s be like preteen 
I think the 40s is when you really hit yeah. adulthood. Yeah, because you've had, now you've had 20 years yeah. of experience, mm-hmm. right? So we've had we've had 20 years of experience of being a child, and mm-hmm. then we've got nine years mm-hmm. of being an adult. And baby, I don't know what's going on. Hell no. Sometimes I don't know my right from my left. Hell no. Like, I could not imagine having children right now. Oh, my God. I could. I would have one right now. That's precious. <laughs> <laughs> Me and that baby would both be shrugging at each other like, what the fuck? <laughs> Girl, I don't even know. Have I? I don't think you want I've a piece ever of the chicken? <laughs> <laughs> we both be crying and needing our diaper change. I don't think I've ever seen you interact with a child. I'm actually great with children. I taught for a little bit, y'all. I uh, taught third grade and was the girls basketball coach. Yeah, when I was living in Memphis, taking care of my grandmother. So I'm great with kids. I love but kids. The kids that you can send back home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just imagining you and the baby. You like you want some chicken? The baby is two months old. <laughs> Shit. I'm what am I eating chicken into it? But I believe that. Hey yo. <laughs> Yeah, I was a big ass baby. It's like not even funny. The way like, like chunky? Girl, yeah. Oh, I love chunky babies. Like my not mom, Jackson over there, like, yeah. Like my mama <laughs> could not carry me in a baby carrier. I was heavy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I was talking were, before I was walking. You were destined to be thick. <laughs> <laughs> my brother's dying over here. Destined to be thick is ridiculous. Y'all, you would think I was built like Megan Thee Stallion. I'm not. Baby, your ass is thicker than Megan Thee Stallion. Hey, yo, don't. No, I'm not, bro. Megan Thee Stallion. Sid, no, I'm be, I'm not even trying to objectify you, but yes, you are. Thick. You are. Megan Thee Stallion is thick as a you, phone book. But you want to um, know why you don't think? You want to know why you don't think you're thicker than Meg? Why? Because you don't twerk. So. <laughs> <laughs> So you don't know what what that bottom half is capable of, really. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. Meg really doesn't have like that big of a butt. She's not that thick. Like she just knows how to move it. Baby, can you imagine if you started twerking in this bitch? Nigga, I ran up the stairs once. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> my neighbors would be like, "What is going on?" I ran there? up the stairs and was like, "Mm-mm, it ain't even supposed to do that." Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> What is going I was on? Like, what was that noise? What is going on on this what podcast happened? right now? What happened? I was I was shocked and appalled. <laughs> you ain't set your ass down. You probably I like, sat out so fast. I was like, I know I'm damn good. well I'm there good. was there was not anybody clapping behind me. I know goddamn well. And, See, and have you was. ever tried to twerk? I, here's the thing. I don't twerk. That don't mean I don't know how to twerk. You know how to twerk? Oh god. Y'all, I have to see this. No, you don't. Is the camera rolling right now? Hell no. It is, but no. I have to see this. Mm -mm. Okay, when the cameras are off, can can we go out one night? Like, what what is it going to take for me to see you twerk? Uh, A parallel universe, nigga, because I'm not doing that. I bet you I can can get her to twerk. No, you can't. No, you can't. Did, did you just did you just do the money thing with your hands? You think I'm a cheap trick, bitch? Yeah. Man, what's up? What's up? 
<laughs> Nigga, you better have a million dollars in them little fingertips. What are you talking about? <laughs> you talking about a little bit of money. She said, you think I'm a cheap trick? Yeah, like, I know, I know I'm in some dire straits right now. Yeah. <laughs> But fucking relax. Anyways, this got off topic. <laughs> this got out of hand. All right. Woo! You would think other niggas was drinking. It's just me. <laughs> well, I had some at another function, but I think it's worn off at this point. Has it? I don't know. <sighs> <laughs> can we can we get back on track? And off my ass. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Cause twerking sydney come on jackson bro. how much you want to bet Damn. how much you want to bet that i can get sid to twerk y'all don't even have that kind of money <laughs> y'all do not have that kind of money you will have to take out a loan baby <laughs> she said this must cost <laughs> line of credit <laughs> amex <sighs> shit Y'all think I'm in the spirit of shaking my ass? I don't work oh, for free. Hell no. All this shit I got going on in my life right now, you think <laughs> I want to shake some ass? <laughs> yes. Okay, not for nothing. Mm-mm. Not for nothing. Twerking <laughs> releases stress. <sighs> Jackson, you be twerking? Right, you stress <laughs> I did. So I mean, yeah, I'll hit a mean chicken head. No, there have been times where, like, and and, and mm-hmm. did I hear you say something about your back earlier? D- don't do that. No, for real. So there have been just times, give me a heating pad and call it a day. There have been times where I'm in my room and if I like, you know, put my hands on the bed and just like clap, <laughs> it really releases pressure in your back. I am being dead serious, ladies. Please, when I put my hands on my bed and clap, ma'am. Or just stand up straight, but it does relieve pressure. I'm sure. She's going to go home and try it. No, I'm not. Watch, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. She's going to be like, oh, Bruce, it's right. <laughs> I got to do this more often. Who we? <laughs> oh, so much relief. <sighs> God. Okay. I've been Yo. stressed a long time. You mean all I had to do is shake my ass? I'm I trying to tell better? you. I just would have just felt had a different outlook on life. Whatever. Okay, let's get back on track. Oh man. Okay, so you know how <laughs> you got any more laughs? You want to get up? No, I think I'm okay. All right, but <clears throat> so you know how the question of the day always has a pop culture reference, and I think the perfect person to kind of bring this question forward is Victoria Monet, and let me tell you why. Yes, please. So tell me. a lot of people. When we were in college, I was I was always that person that was on to some music that was not out yet. Mm-hmm. Typically, like, not just, like, trap music and mixtapes, but, like, indie artists, R&B, all that type of stuff. So I was on Victoria Monet in college. And most people, their introduction to Victoria Monet was either Jaguar or just now mm-hmm. with Jaguar 2 and On My Mama, right? Whole time, she's written Ariana Grande's entire discography, yep. right? Been in the game for. 10 years almost so the reason why she's a perfect example of your best self is not behind you is because yes she experienced success in all of that time 
But if she had gotten comfortable or had gotten complacent, and even when she interviews and she talks about having postpartum and that is where all my mom even came from, if she was just like, damn, you know, maybe my the pinnacle of my success is just being a songwriter and I'm going to just stick in that pocket, we would have never got Grammy-nominated Victoria Monet. She's, what, 34? I didn't know that. Yeah, you know, and it's like she talks about doing things that everybody was like, you can't have no man, no baby, you in your 30s. And it's like, ain't nobody thinking about that shit when she get on the stage. No. I saw her in Houston at House of Blues. Jealous. And was like, absolutely. That mic is on, that choreography She's is popping. She's got it all. Body's great, spirit is great. Just And then her, she is a songwriter, which a lot of these performers are not songwriters. So imagine being a songwriter and having all of the star quality mm. to go with it. Most don't. Right. So when you see it all put together, it, it's one of those things where it gives you hope to go, baby, if you got the gift, it ain't ever too late until you have had an opportunity to exhaust that gift. That's it. So how is the best behind somebody like Victoria Monet when they even tried to play her at the VMAs talking about oh, you ain't ready yet? She's like, Nigga, no, you know, y'all what? aren't ready yet. Y'all ain't ready yet. But you know what? It's fine because I'm going to skip this VMA and I'm going to get these Grammy noms. I think also. Like, this obviously goes along with talking specifically about Victoria, but I think to say that your best has already happened, like you've already peaked, is to lack the belief that God can, like, do his best work at any time. Exactly. Like... As if there's a statute of limitations. As if if there is a statute of limitations to what God can do with the gift that he's giving you to say, like, my gift has reached its peak is saying that there is nothing else that God could possibly do with this. Like he has done all that he's capable of doing. You talking about that same man that created the entire universe. You're telling me that the best he can do is to give you a couple hundred thousand dollars doing what he's gifted you to be able to do you're telling me the best that he can do is allowing you to have like one hit single right the best that he can do is allowing you to only have one client or one customer with that business that you just started you're telling me you really think that that is the best he can do it was just absolutely asinine that's crazy it is and when you think about it most of the time, we limit ourselves because we listen to people who didn't even try to do shit. It got quiet for a reason. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the facts. A lot of people will tell you stuff where it's like, oh, that you can't, you can't, you can't do that being that way. And it's like, you couldn't. Okay. But you don't know what the fuck I can do. Because whatever I was given, you didn't give it to me. You don't know what I can do. I barely know what I can do. I don't even know what I can do. Exactly. Like, because I'm not doing this on my own. I'm not doing this, like, out of my own strength. I'm relying on a source, and that source happens to be the one that created me and created the gift and gave it to me. So I don't, I really don't know what I'm capable of. No, but if I allow myself to be a vessel of the gift instead of trying to think that I have this, you know, omniscient control, which I don't, then the gift can just do what it does. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like when you plant a seed, you may know what kind of tree it is or what kind of plant it is, but you don't know what kind of fruit it's going to bear. 
the fruit could be itty bitty, super tiny, or you can, I mean, a redwood can sprout out. And it's just kind of like when we look at ourselves, we place these limits sometimes for other people's comfort. Mm -hmm. Sometimes because as much as we think we feel fair, fear failure, we fear success even more. Yeah. Because what, what does that mean? What does that look like? And if you've been around a bunch of people, I mean, the truth of the matter is a lot of us have been around people that are kind of mediocre. They're cool with just being mm -hmm. comfortable and complacent because it's safe. Because they think that they <clears throat> hit the best that they can do. It's safe. You know, if, if I can pay my bills, if I can do this, now I'm straight. Why should I ask for more? And it's like because that's the bare minimum. Yeah. That's survival. That is literally survival. I'm trying to thrive. I no longer want to be in survival mode. Hell no. I don't want to just make enough to be comfortable. Because that's I, making me I, real uncomfortable. I don't want to be comfortable anymore. And I, I think that acknowledging and saying it out loud that I, I no longer desire comfort is going to require that I push myself into this space of discomfort in the next year. For sure, because we've talked about that just personally. It's like either you're going to be uncomfortable settling or you're going to be uncomfortable going after something that nobody's ever done before. I would rather be uncomfortable going after something mm -hmm. amazing because I know what it feels like to settle. I know what that feels like. I know what it feels like to just literally sit and, again, going back to is this the best that it's going to get, sitting and thinking, oh, my God, like I did so well this month. This is the best that I've done. This is the best I'm going to do. I know what that feels like. Yeah. I want to experience something different. But then, like, also giving yourself your flowers. Like, okay, yeah, that's a great accomplishment. Cool. Put it in the brag book. But why does that? Why does it stop here? Because my thing, too, is, like, with peaking, right? We 29. It's people living to 80. You mean to tell me that everything that I've done, i only been You're on my own, like, like six years. When you put it like that and thinking about how 80 is 50 years from now. Bruh, ain't no way. How dare we think that we have done the best we could do. That's so short-sighted, By 29? Bro. Yeah, that's so short-sighted. Because most of 18 years of that, we weren't even on our own recognizance. So, like... <laughs> I had no idea what I, I did, but didn't at the same time. Like, I had no idea that I could get to this point when I was in the first 18 years of my life. No. Like, I wasn't even thinking about it. Let's break it down. 15 years from now? Let's break it down. You ain't even having, like, real memories until you, like, seven. So, Fair. it's like, you know, when you, when you break your life up I do remember dancing on tables when I was, like, four. But... <laughs> <laughs> I've hmm. always been a, in an entertainer. Hmm. Okay. Not that kind of entertainer. We'll put a pin in that. She said it. I didn't. Um, but. I'm not going to say what I was about to say. Please don't. I'm probably going to win the bet. Yeah, she ain't winning that bet. Anyways. Before we go down a rabbit hole. Um, he over there clapping. I don't like that. I don't <laughs> like his energy. <laughs> Get this man out of here. <laughs> Um, you don't have no sense. But my point is like when you break up and segment your life in how many years since we've been alive have we had like viable decision making power mm -hmm. time, right? It's like 
we haven't. We've had mm-hmm. less than 10 years of being able to make sound decisions for ourselves. Yeah. So how the fuck am I supposed to be the best of my best when I ain't even when I ain't, I ain't even been in the game a decade of making my own decisions, paying my own bills, moving and interacting with the world in the way that's meaningful to me. How about this? I ain't even really know myself for real till like last year. Hello. Mm. The phone is ringing. <laughs> because your 20s is literally this period of self-discovery. That's it. That's they don't tell us that that's what it's supposed to be. Like they just literally and by they I mean society, our parents, our families, whomever. Um, they kind of just throw us out and they're like, I had to figure it out. So you got to figure it out too. And I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, time. But no, for real. What what the hell do y'all mean? We literally get thrown out here and expect to pay taxes, um, you know, do all types of shit and know how to do it very proficiently with no assistance. Somebody else and let you ask for some assistance and they like oh you grown you don't know how to do that and no i don't no where were they teaching that shit at (laughs) and instead of you asking me oh you grown you don't know how to do that how about you teach me they don't know how to do this shit either folks love to say that like oh (laughs) oh (laughs) dang they don't know how to do it either teach us either and rather the last thing i want to say we had talked about this i think that was you i was on the phone with i'm pretty sure it was (laughs) but let's see so just kind of rounding out that this idea of hitting your best or hitting your peak mm-hmm. in some way. Um, I think in 2024, we need to essentially like reassess our faith because I heard something, I think it was over the summer, but a lot of times the enemy, the devil has more faith in us than we do. Mm-hmm. And so I think that plays into us thinking like this is the best it's ever going to get. There is no way that I can do more or that I can, you know, accomplish this next feat or that the next assignment that God gives me that I'm going to perform as well there as I did in in this. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you start experiencing spiritual attacks and things like that. And you're like, so I was right. This is it. Like there's nothing. I am never going to get out of this darkness, but that's exactly what the enemy wants. Because if we're being honest, the enemy knows what God is capable of. The devil knows that God has given us each specific gifts and he has beautiful plans to use them for his glory Mm -hmm. the devil knows all of that so if he can convince you that god has already done his best work in you in your first 29 years of life then you're gonna give up yeah you're gonna settle you're gonna stop right where you are so in 2024 i want us to have the biggest level of faith in our god and in the gifts that he's given us i want that faith to be bigger than whatever the enemy believes about us like he literally thinks that we are some bad motherfuckers that's basically what it is he knows we are that's why he attacks us he's absolutely right he's absolutely that's why he attacks us so 
I'm going to take that faith and I'm be like, you know what? You write about something, devil. You don't be right about a whole lot. Most stuff you do not be right about. But you write that God is doing some great work in me and I'm going to go with him. I'm going to believe what he says. The best has not happened to me yet. Absolutely. The best is yet to come. Absolutely. And I want to see how good it's going to get. Show me how good it gets. All 2024. All 2024. Every month. Every quarter. Every month. Every day. It's going to get better. And on that, we're going to hit y'all with a little break. See you in a bit. BRB. All right, y'all. We back. Y'all, I forgot to tell y'all about my shoes and fit check. (laughs) I had all my 9060s. I just wanted to tell y'all that. They go with everything. I need more. They're cute. Yeah. I got the olive joints. I need to get more. When I am responsible with my money, I'll get some more. Preach it to the choir, sis. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all, I am leaned back on my couch right now. Because Sid just decided to tell me that I could detach the mic from the stand and I wasn't required (laughs) to keep it that way. My back has been killing me in the first two episodes. Damn back spasms. I would have been told to do that shit. Like, posture is terrible. But we're getting now. Bet. So, um, (laughs) now's about that time for the vent. What's going on, friend? I feel like it's about to get deep. <clears throat> deep breaths in and out. <laughs> that is going to be a ride to listen to. <laughs> okay, I'll go first because I feel like yours is going to be long. Uh-oh. Not predictive programming. <laughs> My event is about community. Oh, okay. Um, Phew. I am just super grateful yes. for the community that God has blessed me with. I am, I feel like if you've been following me for a long time on Twitter or Instagram, you've seen me say something along the lines of my friends are a reminder that God loves me. And I genuinely feel that way. Like this year if if I haven't seen it in any other year of my life which I have for sure but this year I have experienced so many beautiful moments with the people that are connected to me mm-hmm. and there have been people who have shown up for me in ways that like I will never forget I will never be able to I think I'm about to make up a word but I'll never be able to like unfeel the yeah. way that that I was able to experience people this year. Yeah. Um. At the time of us shooting this episode earlier today, I went and picked up the first little girl that made me an auntie um, to take her to Target and Starbucks and like being a part of her village has been beautiful. And then after that, I went and spent time with a group of women who have been in my life since I graduated from grad school and we just had a really good time. Like it was just beautiful. And then I got to come here and record this podcast with Sid and it's just been beautiful to see the, the many ways that community that I get to experience community. Yeah. 
in good times, bad times, in my darkest moments, like it has just been really beautiful. And so I'm just really grateful for the people that I get to do life with and the people that I've gotten to experience and show up for and love on and experience joy with. Like it's just been really beautiful. So my event is just... An expression of gratitude for the people who I am in community with. That includes you. Love you, friend. Love you too, friend. Y'all, we're really doing this together. Oh my gosh. It's great. We've we've been busy. (laughs) We have been. But Um, yeah, I'm super grateful. Wow, you kind of, that vent was like a little alley-oop. Because community for me is, uh, it's not a new thing. Um... It is a thing where I have had to teach myself how to actually lean into community. Mm -hmm. Um, For those that don't know me, I am somebody who's very much a sufferer in silence. Mm. When I go through shit, don't nobody know. Yeah. You can't tell on social media. I've looked back at like some of my posts, like when my grandmother passed, you would not know. Like, unless you saw the post where I said my grandmother had passed, if you looked at my pictures, if you looked at the things that were going on around it, you would not know. But I can look at myself and be like, damn, bitch, mm-hmm. you look dead. I could see it in my own face. I could see it in how much weight I lost. I could see it, you know, just in me trying to uh, fake the funk and show up mm-hmm. for everybody else's comfort. And I am very guilty of doing that for a long time and so right now I'm in a season where I've always had really good connections with people I've always had really good friends um but I'll be the first one to tell you I have not always allowed my friends to be as good to me as they're able to be because I limit the way people are able to love on me Mm -hmm. because I don't want to burden them I don't want to let you see my ugly. I don't want to let you see, not in a dishonest way, but in a, what I, what in my mind I think is me protecting you. But it's like, they didn't ask to be protected. Mm -hmm. They didn't ask if they have the capacity, they will show up for you, but you got to let people show up for you. Yeah. But part of that was, I was raised in an environment like a lot of us were, where you don't talk about what goes on in your house. You don't, you know what I'm saying? You don't put family first. You do this, you do da 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 Friends come and go. So there's always like this rhetoric around like mistrusting community, which is very mm-hmm. strange because you need mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, everybody doesn't come from some big ass family. And just because you do, that don't mean that's your community. Yeah. Because to me, community are the people that you choose and that choose you back. Right? So, some of us are just related to folks. You know, that's, that's your aunties, uncles, cousins. That, you know, we just related by proxy, by marriage, by blood, right? But community is a decision. Yeah. Based community on... Community is a decision. It's a decision, right? Based on an awareness of self and finding other people that are aware of themselves and also see you. Mm-hmm. And y'all seeing value in that, Right? Just because that's your mama don't mean that she necessarily see your value. She just had you. But if if there's no building of relationship, once you have established a relationship with yourself, she's just your mama. So my community 
has, like I said, has always been made up of really great people. And for a long time, I'm also very hyper independent. So I take care of myself. Mm -hmm. But it's like there have definitely been seasons where I struggle and I'm in a season of of struggle right now. And I'm fine to say that because, hey, we grown. It's it's life. Yeah. Um, I used to have qualms about that. I used to feel shame about struggle. And it's like, why? It's a human experience. Mm -hmm. And so it came from these like very lofty expectations of you had all of these resources to your disposal. So you shouldn't struggle. And it's like that is ridiculous so I'm in a season of Mm -hmm. unlearning a lot of the things that I was taught growing up yeah um releasing the pressure that was built up in this pot little by little so that I can understand who I am outside of the steam who I am outside of this cooker who I am outside of this uh pedestalization that I feel like has happened with me being the oldest in my family and one of the oldest cousins and Girl. Then, you know, really smart as a kid. Ugh, so it's like Lord everything is everything Ooh, is oh she life. is supposed to be this. Yes. Regardless of what God has for me. Right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm having to sit with myself and go, you know what? I have made really, really valuable and strong connections with people that me just showing up, that's enough for them yes it doesn't mean that they don't push me it doesn't mean that they don't hold me accountable it doesn't mean that they don't inquire it means that I don't have to qualify for their love Mm -hmm. I don't have to put in a resume and see if I meet some standard before I get them to see my humanity and so in that you know I'm Allowing myself to not feel shame and saying, hey, friend, I need you. And the beautiful thing is, like, even with you, Bree, there was a thing that I expressed to you and I didn't even make the ask. You just saw what I was going through and you moved some things around to just try to make sure I was straight. (laughs) Y'all, she was like, hey, I got an offer for you. I hope you're not mad. And I listened and she was like, you quiet. I was like, girl, I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm finna fucking cry. That's what's <laughs> finna happen. But it's like, how could I be mad at somebody trying to make sure I'm good? Pride will have you embarrassed at people trying to make mm. sure that you're good. Absolutely. Shame will have you embarrassed at people trying to make sure that you're good. That's the craziest shit ever. Yeah. I know what it feels like to just be ignored and expected to go somewhere in a corner and just suck it up so that everybody else is comfortable and can go on with with their day. And if I make too much fuss over here or I, you know, my energy pervasive in this, that, and the third, then you can't deal with me? The fuck? Yeah. So having community is beautiful, but learning how to embrace it, not use it, but utilize it, is can be hard when you're not used to that it can be hard when you fear that the things that you may have been told about friendships like they're not viable like they only good for a good time and it's like I don't I'm disrespecting the people that I've built with by playing them so cheap by selling their potential so short 
you won't know if you have a real friend until you really going through some shit. Yes. And and it's not about trauma mm. dumping or, you know, you still got to make sure people have capacity. But yes. even in that, there's a way that people who rock with you and people that love you and people that support you, there's a way that they handle you mm-hmm. even if they can't fix what you got going on. Because it ain't always about a fix. It's Sometimes not. it's about a meal being shared. Sometimes it's about a couch to sleep on. Sometimes, Sometimes it's, it's about a hug. Sometimes it's about a hug. Hey, you good today? I just want to make sure that you're straight. You've been quiet. I've been worried about you. You all right? Get you some friends that pray for you. Get you. <laughs> Don't you get me started. Get you some friends who will pray for you. And with you. And with you. Yeah. And whose prayers are effective, okay? Yeah, because that would require a relationship with God first. Let's make sure. prayers are not effective. Yeah, let's make sure they're walking the walk when they're talking that talk. But I can't even express the level of covering that my friends have over me. Because I know they have relationship with God and because I know that they are willing and able to pray with and for me. Mm-hmm. Like, get you some friends that can pray, please. And you'll be able to assess that well before you have a conversation about what you're going through. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's in their behaviors. It's the way that they live their lives. When I look at my friends and how they live their lives and... The energy that just emanates from all of them. Like, I was living in another city for a minute and moved back home and got back with my friends from college and realized that, like, damn, these are some dope-ass women. Always were. Yeah. But we have to, like, move around and get to ourselves. You know what I mean? A lot of us, we were adults, but we didn't know ourselves at 24, 25, fresh out of, you know. A year or two out of college, right? We knew something, but we ain't know enough. Yeah, but now that you know, a lot of us are Brie and I are kind of the youngest in the in the friend well, group. She's the youngest. Hey, nigga, we are three months apart. Okay, so again, I say she, <laughs> the double down, is the youngest. We're both we're both twenty nine. Okay, the rest of our friends, but have she'll be twenty nine longer. I mean, you want a you want a cookie for that? No, I'm just stating the facts, friend. You right. Thank you. Cool. So <laughs> now that we've established who popped out the womb first. Um, and it was me. Yeah. I'm the tallest. <laughs> that was a low blow. That was a really low blow. She was going hard in the paint. I had to like level it out just a little bit. I'm offended. You don't Not the phone going off while we potting. I, I hit it quickly. That's community calling. It is, literally. Yeah, just, yeah, you know what to do. Okay. Y'all, she is at work. I am at work. With speak her that. Phone. Hey, on. speak that. Say it again. We at work. We at work. Because workers get paid. Because, first of all, <laughs> We because workers get because workers get paid. we're not doing it for the pay, but we know how good this is. We already know where this is about to go. Yeah, well, I, just, I, I don't know. Paid in I, what? Know. I, I know the Lord about to do something real good with this here style in the story now. For sure, for sure. But but real but real talk though. Sorry, no. We t- 
tan- we this is a tangent <laughs> night, but it's it's been fun. But for real, like in in the community, a lot of our friends have hit the thirty threshold or are mm-hmm. in their early thirties. And what I've been able to recognize and coming back into this space now that everybody is grown is that everybody is very aware of themselves. They're aware what they bring they're aware of what they bring to the table. Their energy is is at a place where it don't mean everything is perfect. It means I know how to center myself. So yes. even when it's not, I know how to get what I need to get to ground. And then I know how to be able to show up for people when I have the capacity mm-hmm. to help ground them. Mm-hmm. And so when you, again, when you're not used to that, at first you're a little leery of, ooh, my bag kind of heavy. I would. I don't really want to ask anybody to carry it or help me carry it because you know, last thing you want to be like, damn, bitch, your bag heavy as hell. Like, oh my mm-hmm. god, yeah. what's in here? And you like, I told you that earlier today. I said I don't. I've always been afraid of being a heavy friend. Always been afraid of that. I know why. I'll deal with that with a therapist. But, <laughs> but seriously, I've always feared being a heavy friend. I was. There were things that were expressed to me growing up because I am an intense person Mm -hmm. just by nature. Um, People aren't going to want to be around you if you if you exist in this space this way. People aren't going to want to, you know, deal with that. It's like deal with what? I hate that so much. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I'm a human. So hopefully all of the other things that I bring to the table uh, give me a little grace on a day where some shit going left in my life and I can't just fake a smile just because that's what people would prefer. Nigga, I would also prefer to smile all the time. Mm-hmm. But such is life. Yeah, That's not what happens. So you mean to tell me that I'm only as good as when I'm on 10 and pleasant and anytime I don't exist in that way, I can... I can call it when it comes to having people show up for me or wanting to love on me and all of that. And it's just like, when you being told that you, you believe that shit. Yeah. So you start performing and masking and, you know, pretending like everything's fine and still trying to participate in shit when you know, you can't participate in certain shit, still trying to show up when you, when your ass need to say no, stretching it thin, burning it at both ends and wanting everybody to think, Oh, she's good. She's fine. She's all, you know, all of this, that, all of this and that. And then when I disappear for like two years, Literally. everybody like, nigga, where you been? And you're like, uh, <laughs> if I told you I had to kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like that it's taken me this season to just let go of all of that bullshit and be like, hey, I was depressed. That's where I was at. Yeah. I was struggling. Yeah, I had a lot of money. But so I couldn't tell you how what else I had mm-hmm. other than that. And so it's just like now I have community. Now I have outlets. Now I have balance. Now I have peace. Now I have notice I ain't say nothing with, with monetary value yet. The money will come back. The money's going to come back. The money's going to come back. Tenfold, I reckon. A hundredfold. A hundredfold. However many folds it need to come back, but... I ain't stressing it because one thing I can tell you about the season that I'm in is that, you know, and I kind of touched on it in previous episodes, but like you, if you somebody that struggles with your value being roped up in how high achieving you are, 
in a material sense or a professional sense, it's nothing wrong with wanting to be a with wanting to be a high achiever. But if you are somebody who your identity is just so inextricably woven in that and you can't see yourself beyond the things that you do, hey, I hope you're doing some shit forever. Because the second you stop doing, you're going to be lost. And I have no interest in being lost. I want to know where I'm at at all times. I want to know that I'm straight at all times, no matter what the fuck I do. Because, hey, I be changing my mind. Mm -hmm. Or, hey, I may try something and I'm like, ooh, this is not a good fit. And why aren't we able to say, you know what, this... That just doesn't work for me. Let me let me pivot and repackage my skills, re-strategize, and go figure out something else. So saying all that to say, she did say my shit was going to be long. She was right. Told you. Know your friends. Yeah. But, you know, we're going to wrap it up right here. Well, hold on. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. Okay, what's up? So I was just going to say that I appreciate your willingness and even your effort because I think in all the things that you've experienced like before our friendship blossomed in this way um and then during I think it has taken a grand effort for you to allow your community to actually be community to you Mm -hmm. and so I want to first like acknowledge that and then let you know that I appreciate your willingness to allow me to share that space with you. Um, I think we also have to make sure in the community that we do life with that we make sure that we are taking on community that we are graced for Mm -hmm. and that we are finding community that has been graced for us. Mm -hmm. I do genuinely believe that we are graced for each other. So I don't ever want you to think that any bag you carry into this space is too heavy for both of us to handle and navigate together. That's Ooh. all that I wanted to say. Mm. I'm not getting choked up yet, but that that almost did me in, okay? But I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the kind of like just confirmation that in regular conversation or just regular navigation of life, you can't ask for that. It kind of just has to happen. It kind of just has to be an understood thing. And this is the beauty about how we're able to connect and how we're able to share with other people mm-hmm. is that we can say things and bring things to the carpet and bring things to the forefront that most of us probably just overthink about, right? Um, and so to that, I will tell y'all, get you some friends that y'all can talk to. Mm-hmm. Not just vent to, but like talk with Get you some friends that are secure enough within themselves to have vulnerable conversations. There's a difference between being honest. Being honest is just somebody asking you a question and you tell them the truth. Yeah. Being transparent is somebody seeing something and mentioning it and you may be going into a little backstory. Being vulnerable is they ain't even got to say nothing, but you know that it's safe enough to be like, hey, listen, Mm -hmm. um, I need to come to you about something. Because I'm, I'm struggling here or I need your input here or I just want to let you know that I've been going through something. So if you have sensed any changes, I want to be the first one to kind of let you know. Get you some friends you can be vulnerable with. Yeah. Y'all know I love, if you know me, I love vulnerability. You got to have it. I mean, I we, we too grown. Like we're we're getting to 
places in our lives where folks are getting married and having kids and having major life changes, building businesses, doing all different types of things that are very big. Mm -hmm. And outside of those moments, there's all kind of other shit going on behind the scenes. And if you don't have people in your space that can show up for you when you just want to be silent and they like, "Mm -hmm, I understand that silence. I know why you quiet today. Cool. You want some tea or something? We ain't got to talk. Just do your thing. Mm-hmm. That's that's the kind of friendship. Those are the types of relationships that right now in my life I value the most. Where it's like I can just show up and we can talk or we cannot talk. But we going to be good either way. And I got that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You do. How about that? And so do I. How about that? So, um, how do we want to wrap this up, friend? You always ask me that. Because we got to do it. We can't just be like, bye. (laughs) Well, y'all, that is the end of yet another episode of Styling a Story. We hope y'all enjoyed. This was foolish. This (laughs) episode. But balance, okay? Because. We told you we was going to get a little bit of everything, though. Yeah. We We ain't no one trick ponies over here, okay? Or stallions. Not my... S- <laughs> Sid the stallion? Sydney the stallion. Okay, guys. So, we appreciate you for tuning in again. We will see y'all in the next episode. Peace. <laughs>